You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by a sweaty, by a healthy, by a slightly more muscular than he was two hours ago, Luke Owen. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you. Equally sweaty, equally healthy, and equally bigger muscles than you did have two hours ago. How the devil are you? I'm good. The reason we're doing this is because we just went to the gym. We're trying to be better. The first gym session with us both since you returned from the cupboard. Yes. Because there must have been a lot of atrophying going on in there a trophy is not a good thing by the way i was gonna it's say not, it's not a, a physical object that you're rewarded with it's a process by which muscle decays oh really atrophy atrophy yes. <laughs> what did you say a trophy a trophy <laughs> <laughs> yes i mean i do i do hate to suffer from a trophy a trophies <laughs> are the worst uh, would you like some correspondence god you dived into that quick Oh yeah, I um, thought you'd usually you'd do an anecdote or two about the gym. Well, people don't. I think I don't want to be that person. Like I said this when we first talked about the fact that I've now signed up for the gym, which I've now done, put in the wrong gym that I'm meant to go to, obviously because I'm an idiot, and I've now got to pay a little bit extra. I've even got to pay an admin fee of twelve pence to get it changed because I'm an idiot. But you are now a card carrying member of the gym the, it's that the brand is literally called the gym yeah i mean it's quite clever really when you think about it because everyone says like i'm going to the gym and so now anytime anyone says that like no one ever says i'm going to the rivers which is another like brand of gym or i'm going to the Ballantines. no they say i'm going to the gym mm, it's very yeah. clever really when you think very about good it. search optimization Yes, yes, very good. Love a bit of SEO chat on the podcast. We need to have more of it. Uh, so anyway, do you remember Harry Iverson's email? Yes, the, uh, the the one that you so eloquently read. Oh, God, didn't about I do such his a good job? Airport job. He's old, old airport job, I believe. I think I believe so, yes. Yeah, and it, there was a European tour of WWE superstars, and it was Roman Reigns. And go, not you, Roman you, Reigns. You've put Roman Reigns in there twice now. I just got Michael Cole's voice going, The, the big, big dog of the big plane. Over a visual of Roman Reigns walking down those little steps that they put next to planes. Do you know who really is the big dog? No. Tomohiro Ishii. 
Mm. Like he's lit because he's, a, he's the pit bull. Stone pit bull. Yeah, he's literally the big, and he's big. I don't. He's more. He's not big though. He's. Ooh, uh, tell that to his face. Well, I've, I've, I'm about a foot taller than him. <laughs> I mean, like wide though. Yeah, yeah, but he's still like. I mean, yeah, he's he's not that impressive physically in the slightest. But there's something about the man in his gear where he just looks hard as nails. He certainly does. But anyway, Harry Iverson has got in touch with a, uh, a reply to some of our questions that Interesting. that you pose. So I'll try and do a good job of this. Now, he does say, he said, sorry for the lack of my punctuation. I have dyslexia and I like this. Because, not that he's got dyslexia. Obviously, that, that's <laughs> terrible. I like this because he's got some wicked self-depreciating humour in nice. here, which just shows you how good of a man this lad is. Uh, I have dyslexia, and when I get into typing sentences, I forget that sometimes people take a breath while reading and know when a sentence, period, ends. Oh, that is... That's meta. That's meta. I mean, I hope it is. Otherwise, we're just making fun of your inability to use... No, uh, because he has then got correctly. dot, dot, dot... Anywho, mm. I think he was, I think it's all on purpose. And if it wasn't, Harry, just pretend that it was, mate. Because yeah. I thought it was wonderful. Turn that trip into a little jig. <laughs> Anywho, first off, the bait room was just the part of the airport where we would have our breaks between flights. So a break room. Oh, not a bait room. It was just an autocorrect. Well, no, he's said bait room again. Ah. So, I mean, I would say that's like, maybe it's a technical airport term, but like, that sounds like a break room to me. B-A-T-E or B-A-I-T? No, B-A-T-E. B-A-T-E. Yeah. A bet room. Sort of the office uh, with a lounge added onto it. Not too dissimilar to our studio, actually, Hmm. really. Um, where are we? Uh, uh, for the first, uh, for the date, we were off to see them on Sunday, the sixth of November, twenty sixteen. Mm. They landed that they landed that day too, with it being so early in the morning. Goldust was not in his full face paint. I didn't get close enough to get a good whiff of AJ, but I am guessing some sort of extravagant conditioner to keep his hair so luscious. Herbal essences. I would, ass- I would assume so, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I could definitely see him in... Is that the one with the advert where the woman's like in a jungle and she's essentially having an orgasm yes. while washing her hair? Yeah, she she really is enjoying she that She loves shower. it, yeah. Hey, and I'm enjoying watching her. And I've, I've heard through the grapevine that um, women do tend to love showers because you can do little tricks with the shower head. Where the hell has this come from? Hey, we were just talking about women enjoying showers. I'm just saying... I, I- know, but there's like... there's. A- you you don't often make sexy jokes. So when you do, <laughs> it is it, it throws me so much. I will I will constantly go, "Hey Luke, look at this. Look at this." and just point out attractive women on on my computer screen. I'm not watching pornography, but just like, you know, just <laughs> out and about on the internet. Yeah. And you'll all get you'll just like no sell it. And, of course you've got to no-sell it. But then like occasion or like I'll be like Nia Jax's top on raw, hey, in that segment. That was booby. And you'd be like, hmm, yeah. But then, like, out of nowhere, you're just... But that's not... like I, What I said then was not doing any form of objectifying. I was saying a literal fact. Okay. Yeah. And, I, and actually, in fairness, Nia Jax's top was meshed on Monday night. Mm. And there was clivage there. That also that is... That is a fact. That is a fact. Yeah. We're like Eli Drake over here. <laughs> With the facts of life. Do you think we should make that a new gimmick? <laughs> Just like objectifying female wrestlers, but then go facts. Yeah. And then you can't can't argue with that feminazis. 
<laughs> yeah, a fact. yeah, libtards, SJWs or whatever. Soy boys, my new favourite one. Soy boys. Soy boys. Yeah, that's my. New... Because apparently, like, if you just think that women should have equal rights, you also like soy milk and are vegan. I guess is the uh, the term. I mean, I bet the Venn diagram is pretty, <laughs> pretty well crossed over for those bits. Also, like, what's wrong with liking soy milk? Uh gives you a lot of estrogen it's not that's a lie we've been through this that was planted by the dairy industry to make people not buy it just in the same way just in the, before you say anything mm-hmm. just in the same way that the dairy industry for years lied that drinking milk gives you calcium when in fact it's been scientifically proven that it doesn't and so, so now milk goes like well actually if you drink loads of it it just gives you this instead it's like well why should i believe that you've been telling me for years it gives you calcium that's not true you made it up how do you know all of that isn't a ploy by the soy industry to discredit <laughs> the good old poor dairy farmers <laughs> who Justin Trudeau is ripping off up there. <laughs> I feel like we're and I mean we're Brits. Yeah, we're we're watching this from an impartial rice smile across the pond. Yeah, but I feel like the move the events of South, South Park, Park the, the movie, movie are going to happen. I know. I was just thinking this. We're all just going to blame Canada is mm. just going to be ringing throughout the um, like that's going to be Trump's next uh, campaign essentially. That's going to be his next campaign song. I just hope it's really sensitively dealt with in wrestling. <laughs> I mean it usually is anyway because you've got like Sammy Zane's going like by the way I'm Canadian and I also speak French. Those are two things that you hate <laughs> Americans. Just bring Bret Hart back in. Sorry, oh. carry on with the uh, Carry on with this email. email. Uh where do we get to? Uh, AJ's hair so luscious. I believe I saw Kalisto without his mask but he did have beat headphones. I didn't see much of the inside of the plane, but from past ventures to Newcastle Airport, one of the WWE lot bent the pole that you hold onto the bus, and the evidence was definitely there. So you know, like the pole that you hold onto, yeah. they bent it apparently through through just muscle memory of tests of strength. I guess so, or because they're so muscular, just so muscular, they're frame. just like 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 essentially bending the bus in half. But it was brawn. Wow. Yeah, he has he has previous. Exactly, he does. Uh, apparently, when the WWE lot come to airport, they're quite rowdy. Well, they are if um, Kate Quick's there. Kate Quick, our truth is there because he's always getting rowdy. That's mm. his whole deal. What's up? What is up? Um, Planes. <laughs> nice. That was excellent. Uh, get quite rowdy, but not that night, because um, they had just done a show in Manchester, and that's where their flight had come right. in from. So they'd flown from Manchester to Newcastle, which I think would probably be quicker to drive. Although you are, I suppose, you're going from west to east. Americans don't get the concept of... Well, maybe they do, because they do a lot of road trips, but I feel like the WWE gang just default planes But I think, everywhere. like, driving to the airport, waiting at the airport to get a flight and then flying in and then doing all, like, the stuff on the outside. I just think that mm. seems like a... That seems more hassle than it's really worth. But, mate, that's just me. I'm not in charge of WWE travel. You know, this this is why... Not I'm a not. logistics man. I am not a logistics man. The flight got in at 3 a.m. and it was about minus one degrees. I put the heating on for them and, um, and one of KO's tweets back to me said that he was a bit warm on the bus for his Canadian blood. So great bants, great banter. I hope this helped. In, uh, and if you have any more questions, don't hesitate to ask. Oh, one more. The trip for, uh, from plane to airport took five minutes because that was the fastest I could go at 15 miles an hour, and the plane was the furthest stand away from the airport. Love you both. Goodbye. So I actually thought that it was like a you know how you get when you go to an airport and you can get the bus that takes you from car parks 
uh, to the airport. Yes. I thought that's the bus that he was, but no. He was the bus that takes you from the plane to the terminal. Wow. Wow. Well, you know, just to get that uh, absolutely clarified out there. Thank you very much, Harry Iverson. I've also got another bit well, of correspondence. Sh- but, let's, but, but, let's do it after. Uh, yes. Man, if you let me finish. Sorry. We'll do it in the outro. Nice. Sorry. Because we are ten, over 10 minutes. We've got NXT predictions to record. Uh, but man, we did get political though. So I mean, yeah. I, th- I thought it was like totally worthwhile. How did we even get onto that? <laughs> <laughs> but here's the show. Where we're going to start off talking about that seven foot tall wrestler, Big Cass. Who was away for about nine months because he got injured about a month or two into his heel turn and first ever singles push away from Enzo Amore. Remember him? Mm. Real One, you might know him as now in his successful rap artist career. The Phoenix. Hip hop legend, as Coachman would probably call him. And he's come back and he's been inserted into a very high profile feud. It's Daniel Bryan's first singles feud since he's come out of retirement. And. The whole thing with Big Cass is that he's big. Yeah, and I, th- I suppose this is where this really comes into. You and I were trying to work out what we were going to talk about for this week's episode of SmackDown Live, and really the only thing that is kind of worth talking about on this show, although I didn't hate the show, I should yeah. think the show was actually pretty good. Just not very newsworthy. Just not very newsworthy. Is that I am so sick and tired of seeing Cass cut promos about how he's tall. Like, it's just, since he's come back, it's all he's done. Mm. And every time you get to a promo, you're like, cool, what's it going to be? Oh, yep, you're tall. I get you. What's the game? Ah, you've got a fairground ride thing with you this time. And that's something about you being tall as well. And it just feels that I I try to picture the WWE writers room in SmackDown where they get their format together and then someone goes like, oh, we haven't got big cast doing anything this week. And they're like, yeah, I know, but like we need to get down to the pub and I've got things to do the tv's on like we can need to go and watch some stuff and they're like that's a great road dog impression <laughs> it's like he's here in the room and it's like uh, just he just talks about being tall and they just quickly slot it in there and it's like just copy and paste from week to week to week and it's just, like he can do promos i like big cast promos but just give him different material like just other than just being oh by the way i am tall i just want to clarify my road dog joke there that was a joke at the hashtag fire road dog tweets. Not that I think road dog's bad or the man responsible for the sometimes declining quality of shows. It's always good to clarify jokes. Yes, uh, because otherwise they won't be funny. No. Yeah, you've got to explain them. So, Big Cass, I... So let me pose this to you, Luke. Please do. Would you be so against or tired of Big Cass's character if he wasn't in a feud with Daniel Bryan and he was instead in a mid-card feud with Ty Dillinger. No, because it's not the fact that he's cutting these promos on Daniel Bryan. He could be cutting these promos on Ty Dillinger as well. The content of the promo is still the same, which is, I am tall. But would, and, but and would you, the content you not... annoy you as much? Yeah, because it's the same. he did this exact same promo last week. I don't know. I, I, I got a kick out of it. Because when he started off... With they, SmackDown was in Memphis, and this was Big Cass's backstage promo where Renee Young did the classic one question. She asked him one question, held the microphone to his his face. This is last week. No, this is this no, is this, this week. Th- this week he was on his own. No, 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 no. Renee Young started the segment. Did she? And Big Cass just went, "I'll take it from here, Renee." <laughs> okay. And Renee just disintegrated off, and he took the mic and stood there and talked to the camera. Right. It's like, what is the point? <laughs> 
of Renee Young. We we like her. Could anyway, have, could have had Jerry do that. Yeah, uh, get three lines out of him rather than two. And Big Cass looks directly into the camera and he starts talking about Memphis because that's where SmackDown was from and how he went to the local fair to open a new ride. And I was like, this is goofy. Where's this going? Because I, I couldn't quite figure out what he was going to say. I thought he was going to make fun of Carnies and Memphis. And then he went over to the height thing. And I thought, I didn't see that. I know it's obvious in retrospect, but I didn't see that particular way of saying how tall he is this week. Just... And I honestly, honestly, I think if this was a mid-card feud with a Ty Dillinger or, a, or you know, even a Randy Orton, and it wasn't pushed so heavily in a main event level, and you... That we would both be sitting here going, huh, Big Cass did another tall thing this week. But, okay, so as a counterpoint to that, if Alexa Bliss had done more of these Moments of Bliss promos than she did, and I really liked the Moments of Bliss promos she did, but if she had done them like six weeks in a row, by the time you got to the sixth week, you'd be like, actually, I'm, I'm a little bit tired of this now. So that was about, that ran for about three weeks. I think didn't she did it? two of them. Yeah, maybe. And, and that, Cass and that... has just done two of this. He did the interview last week out in front of the, the crowd. Yes, but he's been doing this promo since mm. he came back. That's that's my point, is that all he's had is just the exact same promo with a different background. Like, if he had done the things like, they asked me to open up these rides. You know why? Because I'm a star, Daniel Bryan, and you're not. Like, and I'm a star for X, Y, and Z. That's a different promo. Like, you can do things around that. Like I said in the SmackDown review, like, he could talk about how much he hates Daniel Bryan. That would be a different promo. How he feels that he's a bigger star, that's a different promo. How he um, he didn't have to do the indies like you did. I didn't have to go to Japan. I walked into the WWE. That's a different promo. This is the exact same promo he did last week. It's the exact same promo he did when he came back from injury. That's my problem with it. It's the, There's nothing new about it. I'm just I'm sick of hearing him say, I am tall. I sounds like a small man's complex to me. <laughs> well, Your I am. Problem. I am five foot ten. Uh, I uh, honestly, I, I, I totally see where you're coming from. It, it's not getting to me as much. What's getting to me is the fact that he is at the level he is on the card. I really don't think w- that's an issue. For with, me, it's not with that character. I don't think it's. I don't. That for me is. So it's not, not the ne- content of his promos. It's, it, well, it is the content of the promo, well, well, but it's not. It's it's not his position on the card that annoys me. It's it's just the fact that he's been cutting the same promo now for what feels like eight weeks. But but it's it's tied into each other. So the content of the promos is that he's tall. His character really is just that he's tall. Mm. And I don't think being tall is a main event program caliber gimmick. It's not. So it is his character, and that is. Yeah, but I think that Cass, Cass's position on the card is fine. His character needs a, a refresh, hence the, the title mm. of this video. I don't mind Cass being in a high-profile feud because he can cut a really good promo and he has got a presence about him. I don't mind him being into that, that upper-mid-card position, but just give him something, some, give him some new content when cutting promos. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm the opposite side to that, I think. I like I like his character, but I think it's a a lower mid card. You want to see him feuding with Ty Dillinger as yeah. opposed to Daniel Bryan. Occasionally, Jeff Hardy for the U.S. title. 
a championship I forgot existed until well, yeah. this week. Poor old Jeff, he has been injured for a while. So what have you? Because we don't want to just present problems. Well, have no, you got any solutions? Well, that's for why the, I, I suddenly character? had this. I had this like revelation then, mm. where I was like, I felt like yesterday I was the one that was coming across as the negative Nelly, and then today, and I, I'm not because I, I did enjoy this show. We just needed to find something to talk about, and this was about the only thing that was newsworthy to talk about. And it's just that I don't like him talking about the same thing over and over again. But anyway, I d- I actually think that a cast promo is him in the suit, him talking about being a star, essentially doing like a I don't want to say a watered down version of, but like the Triple H Evolution character he had, which is just like, guys, look at me, I'm an absolute star. There's a reason why this company should be built around me. Look how great I am. Like that's a much better character, and a more interesting character. That's some one that certainly doesn't fall down as much when he just has consistently lost since he came back. Mm. Well, that's the other side of it, and th- that these these promos would be a lot more bearable if he wasn't beaten so mm. one-sidedly at Backlash and then on SmackDown two weeks later. Yes. Uh, so I don't I don't know what I would repackage Cass as because I wouldn't put him as a killer. No, because he's a bit too bland for that. Uh, I, I I like him in a suit, so maybe there's something there. Corporate Cass. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, SmackDown only has one authority figure. He could be like some form of police chief. <laughs> he could be police yeah. chief Cass. I mean, I don't want to use the word constable because I don't think WWE would ever use that no. word because <laughs> it's a ridiculous word to use. Yeah, but something along those lines. In D- Detective Inspector Cass. Sheriff Cass. Sheriff Cass isn't bad. Uh, but he's from New York. Mm, yeah, I was going to say, Sheriff Austin works because he is, you know, he was a, 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 the bionic redneck. So you'd need to find, like, a good New York term. New York stereotype to mm. play off of. Yeah. Sausage vendor. We, uh... Hot dog vendor. That's a crap gimmick right there. <laughs> the hot dog vendor. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's a Smackdown review, Magal, I love it. We got us a flying Uso. I don't know if this is the same for the rest of the SWAF nation, but you've ruined a lot of women's segments for me because whenever I see how SmackDown started this week, because WWE like to play this format a lot, in my head I start singing and then it comes out loud. Smackdown yeah. women standing, standing in, in a, a row. row. Yeah. Smackdown women standing in a row. Yeah, sorry about that. Uh, but that's how it started. It was the much-anticipated mm. Women's Summit. Thank God they weren't on ladders. I mean, it, it wasn't as visually dynamic. But it made more sense. Well, a summit is like a peak, isn't it? It's 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 a mound. It's something above everything else. Uh, I, I guess a summit is also a kind of meeting. There's two two term two like yeah, definitions like, of it. Yeah. I just did. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want them on ladders. This so this segment. But was, I also felt cheated that they weren't. So Paige was out here with the SmackDown side of the the women's money in the bank. So you had Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Lana, and Naomi out there. And despite the fact that two of these women in particular have sort of been feuding with each other, everyone was just sort of standing in a row and saying why they were going to win Money in the Bank. And it, next to each other ne- as well. Next to each other. Like yes. it would make more sense for Naomi and Lana to be opposite. Yes. And Becky and Charlotte to be opposite. Or we'll come to them later. Oh, we will come to them later. So anyway, they're all standing there. And Charlotte says, like, look, I was NXT champion. I was Divas champion. I was Raw Women's champion. I've been SmackDown Women's champion. I, I haven't been Money in the Bank yet. So I'm going to be, I'm going to win. And Becky Lynch was, she cut a promo saying, like, I'm sick and tired of saying I was SmackDown Women's champion. I am going to be SmackDown Women's champion. Which I thought was a really nice character beat for her. Lynch had a great promo. Oh, she's so good. Really good. Such, she's a great promo. But anyway, they all started saying why they were going to win. And then, oh, I've missed these two. The Iconics came out. I felt like we haven't seen them in a while. I mean, I know I missed two weeks of TV, but were they on the No, then? no, they weren't. It was all Absa. Hey, do you want to hear my new gag? Oh, please do, because I can't think of one. Absertution. <laughs> it's not very good. No, it's so much but I've, And it's awkward to write in my notes. <laughs> it takes a lot longer to write than Absa. But they're not called Absolution anymore. No, no. I've, I still call them that. Absolution, I like that. I might even steal it. I really enjoyed that. But anyway, so the Iconics came out. Wonderful to see them back again to hear that music. And they did one of their trademark brilliant impressions. Uh, and they they made fun of Becky Lynch and her Irish accent. Almost as good as my Irish accent. Almost. I like how Peyton points out at the end, I'm Irish! <laughs> After doing her, Oi! Irish and voice do, doing like a little jig and yes. everything like that and I like that Billy Kay also made made sure to mention that this place smelled mm. like the, that was almost the first thing she said when she came out was like by the way your town smells that's <laughs> great and then so they did these impressions then did impressions of Charlotte then did impressions of Lana and Naomi dancing including uh, because Billy Kay did the impression this time including doing her version of Naomi's entrance theme did you so when when they were going to do an impression of Naomi did you kind of <gasps> did you kind of like tense <laughs> oh, a bit like where are they going <laughs> oh Ryan Ward what but have it, you but done it, but it was fu- it was okay it was, it was very okay. funny and then uh, Absitution came down and um, they and it was at this point you're like oh well there's four of them on a ramp and four of them in the ring I think where this is going and it did and it came into this sort of big brawl and then 
I mean, maybe it was just me that found this really odd. The brawl didn't end. Mm-hmm. The camera just stopped filming the brawl and went to the commentators who weren't paying attention to it. They were kind of dismissively laughing. Yeah, they were like... <laughs> <laughs> girls will be girls. Oh, they're, having, they're having a brawl. Anyway, later on tonight, we've got these matches, and I'm like, they're, they're having a fight up there. Yeah. Like, why did we... Like, it was so weird. It was such an odd transition. It really undermined it, cutting to the commentators like that. And it also... If, if this was a couple of months ago... Bobby Roode would then make his entrance. <laughs> yeah. It was it was that kind of... It, it was just a weird way to flow from one segment into the other. I was going to say my other option for a, a title for today's video or talking point for our opening segment was going to be uh, WWE... I don't. I should WWE take their women's division more seriously mm. because th- like this and the the end of the women's match really did like it left a bit of a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, there's an argument for that, uh, but I fully expect uh, Ronda Rousey, Nia Jax to be the main event this Sunday. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh wow. I, I think that's what's going to get the spot. Man. Yeah, that's especially a, a... if Natalia's cashing in. Yeah, that's a that's a bold statement. I just don't see why you wouldn't. Ronda yes. Rousey. Well, Ronda didn't ma- uh, main event main of, uh, WrestleMania. But that's WrestleMania, and you had a Roman Reigns to get over. Well, you got a Roman Reigns to get over here. He's facing Jinder Mahal. Now, I, I honestly, I, I, th- I, I would be surprised, and I would actually think it's a bad decision to not make that the main event. That's going to get you the most mainstream publicity. I mean, you're not wrong. Mm. I, I, I hadn't considered it, but actually, that's that's probably you know a pretty good shout. There's one more bit to talk about on this segment before we move on. Yeah, and that is. Lana's character, because like Big Cass has moved, like needs a new character. Lana's made her own one up. She doesn't seem to be Russian anymore. No, she she goes from like week to week. She changes it. Like when she came back to SmackDown, she oh when she teamed up again with Rusev Day, she dropped her accent. Then the following week had the accent again, and it's almost like you remember in um in Captain America: Civil War when uh, like the the Russo brothers yes. sat down and spoke to. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen was like, yeah, you know that accent you did in Age of Ultron? Like, don't do that. But you can't just drop it completely, so do sort of an accent. And then when it came to Infinity War, they were like, just don't bother with it. She's been living in America <laughs> for, for years. Yeah, for at least she's, two years. Yeah, her, like, her accent's adjusted. Seems like she's been going off to Scotland a lot, so maybe that's, maybe that's had it. an influence. So yeah, so just, like, just drop the accent a little bit. Um, we then uh, got the Twitter promo from Daniel Bryan that was not shown on TV last week, but really should have been. So it was shown on TV this I week. I think it was filmed after. Yes. That's why. It was great. Uh, and then we got Daniel Bryan versus Shelton Benjamin, a first-time matchup on SmackDown Live. It was a pretty decent on TV match, actually. I really enjoyed it. Well, SmackDown's roster is so, so stacked that... Uh, that it's it's almost impossible not to have these weird dream matches, especially with the kind of guys they've brought back from the past, Jeff and Shelton, and Randy is, you know, if he wasn't is out he injured. Even? Is he injured? Yeah, he's injured, yeah. He went off for surgery. He's out until SummerSlam. Oh, man. You were in a cupboard, so that's probably oh, what okay. I don't know. Uh, and then you've got, yeah, you've got Brian returning, so he's missed out on a load of matches. Loads of fresh matchups yeah. and loads of really good combinations. Uh, and all of them, you're like, yeah, I, w- I wouldn't mind a, a pay-per-view program out of any of these. Well, I, I, I said in the SmackDown review, I'd love to see a pay-per-view match between Brian and Shelton Benjamin, where mm. you're given a little bit more time. Because like, as, as good as this was, it was a TV match. and But I thought they did really well with the minutes. They, they maximised their minutes. Some good reversals in there, and Brian won with the heel hook. Yes, so it was a really nice finishing sequence where he had the yes lock in, Brian did, and then Benjamin turned that into a single leg crab, and that's when Brian rolled that through to get the heel hook. So they're really pushing the heel hook as Brian's new yeah, finisher. Because like Be- Benjamin tapped 
almost immediately. Mm. And I just watching watching Brian every time I watch a Daniel Bryan match, I just write in my notes, he's so good, <laughs> yep. he's so good. I missed him so much. Uh, and the other bit of the story was. Benjamin was working over Brian's knee. Mm. So I don't know if that will play into Money in the Bank. One would hope so. Uh, with the big cast. Hey, speaking of Money in the Bank. I believe it's free. It's free for new subscribers. Todd Phillips said this twice in a 20 second span. Well, you've got to get over the gimmick, brother. Yeah, but people, but... you've got to remember as well, people tend to tune out WWE commentators. So if you say, you got to say things multiple times just in case you manage to like, it just kind of seeps through into your out tuning. They should like have words appear on the screen as they say it. Oh man, do you remember when they used to That's do that? That's another way of doing. Yeah. Oh, they haven't done that for a while. Mm. Good do remember, riddance. Do you remember the Usos with their uh, prison uh, graphics when they were doing their Oh promo? my lord. <laughs> Lockdown. Chung. Ugh. <laughs> I, yeah, I'd never want to see that again. No, it was awful. Unless it's a parody video, in which case that'll be an obscure reference in a year's time. Uh, then we got Paige West Wing in it. Yep, she was backstage and she was walking along. Asuka was there and Asuka said that she wanted to face Carmella tonight rather than at Money in the Bank. And Paige was like, baby girl, I'd love to be able to do that. But baby girl, it's at Money in the Bank. So, And then she was like, well, how about I add you into the 10, t- the ten woman tag match tonight, baby girl. And then that's what they did. So Asuka was like, it's good news for me, bad news for Carmella. And walked up and made, was like, hmm, yeah, that's quite nice. And then she walked over and then she, as you said, West winged it. She found Miz in a referee's gear, practicing being a referee. And she was like, what are you doing? And Miz announced that he was uh, auditioning for a new movie. And he had to think of a title quickly on the spot. And he went, uh, rough, rough ref. And it's a, it's a film about a dog who is going to be a referee in the main event of WrestleMania. And Miz is going to play the trainer. And I suddenly thought, I'd watch that film. It's, yeah. I would totally 100% watch that film. I would watch that more than the Marine 7. Miz just needs to make this movie by himself. Yeah. I'm sure he's got enough clout with uh, WWE Studios. A little half hour short movie thing to go on the, the network. We can put a poster for it in Kurt Angle's office. Yes. It's free. Yeah. Oh, I really hope they do that. But Paige doesn't have an office. She walks around a lot. She's got a Fitbit. She needs to get the steps up. <laughs> but... Anywhere else backstage that they could put a poster of Rough Rough Ref. Rough Rough Ref. It's like, and especially because then Corey Graves throughout the night kept talking about like, oh, I can't wait to see Rough Rough Ref. Like it's a real movie. It's a real film. So this, I was a bit confused about this. So Miz talked about this and it was quite transparent what he was doing. He just wanted to be made the special guest referee for Samoa Joe versus Rusev that was coming up later in the night. he's trying to stir the pot. Mm. And Paige effectively says no. Because she saw through his ruse. But then she says yes. Yeah, I. And then Miz goes, "Well, that's that's what I was I, trying to do." Yeah, it's. I, I did think it was like, "Oh, that'll learn him. He got what he wanted." Yeah, <laughs> she did the same thing last week though, where she was like, "Hey, no, like someone suggested a match," and she was like, "Nobody speaks to me. I make the matches," and then just made the exact same match. And I'm like, "Oh, okay. Well, mm. like you're you're not doing anything. You're just agreeing with people, I guess." And it's a neck injury. Not concussions that she's she's had to retire from. Yeah, I didn't really understand that. Uh, but the big takeaway from this is how good my West Winging pun was. Mm-hmm. I think we've overlooked that because it's got many meanings. The West Wing shot of people walking through corridors and talking. And she's winging it. She's booking on the fly. But that's, uh, that's fine. That's fine. But the, the other thing is that Rough Rough Ref is now a <laughs> canon. <laughs> 
We uh, are going to push that to be made. Absolutely. What are your thoughts on the West Wing? I've never seen it. Oh, no. That's a good no, show. no, I really, really want to. Um, it's one of those. I love Aaron Sorkin mm. and all his scripts, all those words that he writes down. Yes, he is very good at his, doing his words. Yeah, really good at words. Fun fact for you: the uh, the cast were obviously in, you know, asked to go to the White House, but um, Martin is Martin Sheen, isn't it? He's not allowed to go. He wasn't allowed to go to the White House because he had been arrested for protesting um, against sort of political powers back in his uh, rebellious youth, and he's not allowed to go to the White House. Rock and roll. And he just... Anyway, we're in Memphis, so guess what? Jerry Lawler's here. And so Jerry Lawler came out and he interviewed AJ uh, about... Well, about Money in the Bank, about the Last Man Standing match, and particularly about him slapping Shinsuke Nakamura last week. And AJ said that he is sorry for slapping him. Sorry he didn't do it harder, that sort of thing. Uh, And then said that he'll be the Last Man Standing. I didn't think this was the most effective way. Your effective final push for this match. Yeah. They had a video package before it, which was very good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like you said, this is the go-home show. This is this is one of the featured matches on the card. I, I mean, is this what you assumed would main event? I hadn't actually given pay-per-view? much thought. I, I think I just assumed Roman and Jinder would. But, um... <laughs> well, In come Chicago! On, come on, Roman and Joe did! Yeah, but that was... <laughs> that was backlash, yeah. Yeah. No, I can't see that happening. I cannot <laughs> see that happening. I, they'd be idiotic to do it in Chicago. You're absolutely right. But but it's a, I, I really commend them for using Lawler because I, lo- I love it when they bring out local heroes for yes. stuff. It's a really seamless way to get over the history of WWE. And it's just a nice treat for for people who like the attention to detail in things yes. like us. But yeah, it, Lawler was just generic interviewer number three. He had no personality because he wasn't allowed to. And he just asked two questions and held the mic there. Why couldn't he do like a a king's... Why? You know what? He should have done the women's summit. (laughs) That would have been a great rib. Him just looking there, oogling, talking to chests (laughs) rather than faces. Talking about kitchens and getting barefoot and pregnant and all that. Obviously, it's it's going to be a smaller ladder. (laughs) But are are you still worried about climbing it? (laughs) Um, But yeah, it was... I, I, you're right, actually. Him holding like a a sit down interview with AJ and Nakamura that could have led to a brawl between the two. They got physical. Maybe AJ again loses his his head, loses his cool because, as you told me last week, that's the storyline you've been telling. But that storyline wasn't here this week. AJ mm. was just like, "No, I'm going to win." Yeah, and that and that was it. And then in the Nakamura segment, we didn't see AJ there. But if you'd have had another segment where Nakamura wound him up and AJ attacked him, he lost his cool once again. But again, I, I still don't think it works for Last Man Standing. But that's, by the way, we had that mm. conversation last week. But like that would have at least felt like something more. Like It felt like this week, apart from that video package, they didn't really do much to build towards the match. Yeah, and, and Lawler still wrestles week in, week out in Memphis. I know WWE wouldn't really let him take a bump because of the heart attack issue from, what well, must have been like three, four years ago now. No, more, quite a while more, ago. Quite a while ago, yeah. Uh, but like, you know, if, if it was a Piper's Pit style thing and he took a bump off a stray AJ hook. Yeah. And it's like, oh, AJ's too emotional. He's, like, hit this legend. He just hit the king. And Nakamura doesn't even have to do anything. He's just sitting there laughing. Yeah, totally. And then, guess what? The king could have actually built that up and then on the pre-show, on the panel show, used that as part of his character. Be like, yeah. hey, man, I've seen what AJ's like in the ring when he loses his call. And, I don't know, built, some, built a storyline yeah. out of it. Yeah, well, 
Do it better, WWE. Yes. Um, and we also got the announcement that uh, the Good Brothers versus the uh, Bludgeon Brothers will be on the pre-show. Mm. I mean, one of them had to go on the pre-show, and I was unsurprised it was this one. Which is kind of good in a way, because... They'll probably get more time. If you pre-show matches, they still only get like seven minutes because you've got to oh, do all know. of the... 10, the pa- 15. Then you get 10, 15 minutes. Who's mm. that? They've got like seven minutes We get so. a commercial break in the middle. Yeah, I so, suppose, but yeah. Overall, uh, but yeah, I think that pretty much telegraphs. There is no title change happening there. Predictions, by the way, will be going up on, you know, either Thursday or Friday. And... Uh, my jacket is on the line. Yes, uh, and uh, if I lose, there will be another punishment. We don't know what that is just yet. No, I still have to do the... It's a joint punishment. It's We have to wait for General Manager Grado to reveal it to us. Oh, right, yeah. and your it's jacket. And, in, and an addition, in addition to, I see. Because the jacket is for me getting out of so many punishments in the past. And the jacket that is so important to you, you only wear it on uh, for certain videos. It gets now. hot. <laughs> it's not the most breathable fabric. Well, we don't have any air conditioning in this room. Anyway, um, I was going to say something else about uh, them, but I, I will move on. Um, oh, that was actually, yeah, because a lot of people were predicting, like, when we were talking about, like, where our sanity, a lot of people were going, like, well, you idiots, they're clearly debuting at Money in the Bank. Now that they're on the pre-show, I would have assumed that they're not. I mean, yeah. stranger things yeah, have yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, we'll find out. Uh, then we've got Samoa Joe versus Rusev in another first-time matchup uh, with The Miz as the special guest referee. And again, this was... Pretty good, solid action. I thought the finish was particularly great. Mm. Yeah, uh, so great Aiden English intro, as usual. So good. Uh, and Joe Man. just looked scarier. And yes. I think it's because of his hair. I was going to say, he's got a new haircut now. He saw that Baron Corbin got a haircut and was like, mate, I'm going to get a haircut too. And I'm going to look terrifying once I've had it done. And he does look just like super scary at the moment. And they're going with this new kind of gimmick character for him. They're calling him the Samoan assassin, I think is what they're, they're putting him over on commentary as. Mm. And I was thinking, like, I was writing up my script for this Saturday's video. And I just thought like the Samoan assassin with the money in the bank briefcase. Like that's I really like the idea of that. He's my pick. He's I your really, pick. Yeah. Oh, I really want him to win. I mean, when we sit down and do the predictions, I'm actually going to treat it like I'm. I'm not. I'm going with my head. I'm not going with my heart for any of these because I want the. I want to keep the jacket. <laughs> yeah. It's my thing. I'm going to feel quite. You know, I've got hairy arms. They'll be exposed on the news. Uh, but the, yeah, uh, I really want Joe to win it. I think he will benefit most, and it would just be a really good storytelling device to use through the rest of the year completely agree um so yeah he's got a terrifying new haircut although this was a um a heel versus heel with heel referee i thought they actually worked quite well into getting people into the match and kind of making you root for certain people i mean the crowd are always going to root for rusev day but i, I, th- I thought they worked this really well and i said i really like the finish which was the miz got bumped in the corner by joe then he wouldn't count uh, joe's pinfall and then when Miz was pointing at him, Joe, like the badass that he is, just grabbed his finger and he was like, how, how, how? It was Joint s- manipulation. So awesome. And then uh, Rusev out of nowhere hit the match kick and got the pin. Didn't hurt Joe in any way. Doesn't hurt Rusev. Uh, you know, Rusev gets the, the rubber beating him. Doesn't hurt the Miz either because Miz then laid out Rusev with the skull-crushing finale, climbed the ladder and grabbed the beef, uh, the briefcase. The beefcase. The beefcase. <laughs> the Sports. Beef- <laughs> he grabbed the beefcase. A beefcase. <laughs> 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 and anyway, he took the he took the beefcase down to the it's commentators. Canon. It's now canon. canon. Ruff like, Ruff Ref and, <laughs> and beefcase. beefcase. Beefcase has to be like his surname in the movie. It's like John Beefcase. Rough Beefcase. <laughs> anyway, he takes the the beefcase Roof. down to the uh, <laughs> down to the commentators. Desk. He's like, "Look at me! I'm going to cash in the contract. Open it up and see the contract, which is very contrived." 
It's just been so much better if he'd have opened it. But anyway, Byron Saxton opened it and revealed that it's actually pancakes in there. And then Mir's doing an amazing cell job, got on his knees and just went, New Day! It was really funny. It was it was levels, I mean, can I spoil Seven, the movie that's been <laughs> out for two decades? Well, I don't know. I got in trouble for spoiling Stranger Things. And even then, I didn't even spoil Stranger Things. I said a moment that happened. And I got a tweet from someone saying, like, can you stop spoiling things on the show? I was thinking this about Infinity War. I don't have much patience for people who say, don't don't spoil it for me, I haven't seen it yet. It's been out four weeks now. Still in the cinema. It's yeah. past $2 billion. Mm. I just, I feel like that's not my fault that you haven't seen it now. And I want to talk about it to everyone. Yeah, so okay. it's up to you to leave the room when I start talking. I don't have to say, has everyone seen it? Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I'm a like, at least six month kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Um, for some films, sure. Not for the film that everyone's seen on the planet. Yeah. Well, like, for example, like, I haven't seen Breaking Bad. I know what happens at the end, though, because I was watching The Daily Show and um, your man, Trevor Noah, like, revealed the ending of it and then went, like, sorry if I've spoiled that for anyone, but you have missed out on one of the best TV shows ever made. And I thought to myself, I was like, well, that's my own fault because I kept saying I was going to watch it and I never got round to it. So I've got no one to blame but mm. myself. I Sopranos' ending was ruined for me mm. uh, by, fa- by a Family Guy joke. But knowing that that was coming kind of mitigated the disappointment. So it actually worked in its favour. <laughs> so it's like, you know, can you really spoil the ending of The Sixth Sense? Because I think that's now just part of sort of like pop culture mm. lexicon. Darth Vader is Luke's father. That sort of thing. Yeah, yeah totally. Uh, anyway, I was going to say Seven. Uh, Brad Pitt finds his wife's head in a box at the end. <laughs> 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 and it was like Miz that I felt like it was similar to when Miz was like, no! Which is funny because my first thought was Khan. That's where yes, my mind instantly went well. to. Was... But then it cuts backstage to the New Day, who... Usually I would find this annoying. Like, when people over-laugh up to this degree, I'm like, okay, it's not really for me, it's a bit juvenile. But this was so funny. <laughs> Just the way they were overselling the laughter. And the fact that Xavier Woods and Kofi Kingston were wearing the same T-shirt. Not identical T-shirts, the same T-shirt. They were just had both their heads coming out the one hole. It was just, it was such an odd visual. Because the New Day aren't there. <laughs> they're not there at the moment. They were at, they're at E3, um, taking on the Elite uh, on Street Fighter V. Oh, they asked. They asked today, actually. Oh, Thursday. Is it Thursday? Thursday. It? Uh, the that so I read on Reddit. Can't remember who posted it, but they they posturized that maybe Xavier and Kofi will be entering Money in the Bank as oh, one person. Do you know what? Well, I had this idea, and I don't want to give spoilers away for the, the Saturday video if anyone actually watches them. But um, I had this idea of like whoever gets entered into the uh, the the Money in the Bank ladder match and wins as a member of the New Day that that member hasn't won the briefcase the New Day have won the briefcase ah. and then so like any one of them could cash it in at any one time that and is then, very selfless and then if one of them did you know win the WWE champion they actually treat it the same way they treat the tag belts and it's free bird rules the New Day are the WWE champion that's that's really cool um, the traditionalist in me doesn't like it for a top title but maybe they can cash in on the US title if that's still around. I don't know. 
Well, we've seen it for a bit. We're going to come up to him in a second, I suppose. In fact, we're getting to him now because it is Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura, another first-time matchup yeah. on SmackDown Live. Um, and this was also pretty good, but it was all really built around the finish, which was Nakamura giving uh, Jeff Hardy the low blow and then gave him the Kinshasa and counted to 10 to show that he has got the move that can lay someone out for 10 seconds so he can win the last man standing match. Uh, I thought this was, was pretty good, but it's, it would be better if they could do it on pay-per-view with a, you know, an actual finish. Um, yeah, so it, this was a weird match, and I did like it, but I just think on a go-home show, this wasn't the effective use of this match. No. Jeff Hardy doesn't have a match at Money in the Bank? No, because he's been injured for a yeah. while, so I think they were just waiting to see when he comes back. So why are they protecting Jeff more than Nakamura, who's fighting for the title? I think you can beat Jeff Hardy on TV and everyone not go, wow, Jeff Hardy's being buried. He's lost so much momentum. I, I, Nakamura should should have won, like, really brutalised Jeff, maybe with a low blow behind the referee's back, mm. but then put him down for a 10 count and won that way. Or, yeah, or you see, yeah, don't even do a match. It's just like, just do it as a beat-down angle. Like, yeah. So Naka, and that actually then still saves you that first time ever of Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Mm. I thought this was a really ineffective go-home spot for Nakamura. Yeah. I think it was it was better than the AJ promo though, mm. and but it's yeah it's it's weird how they all all these dream matches that have coalesced on SmackDown don't just feel fresh matchups. When you see guys like Jeff Hardy pop back up, you're like, oh my god, I haven't seen you in a while. I haven't seen you in a couple of weeks. Wrestle, yeah. And I thought AJ hasn't wrestled for about a month on TV. Right, wow. I mean, the bar haven't been around for a couple of weeks now either. Yeah, and th- there's an argument that that's not so much a good thing. Like, I would actually like to see Cesaro and Sheamus more featured. But for... In terms of keeping guys on TV but not making them wrestle every week, it's very, very good. I think they're. I think SmackDown are very good at doing that, actually. Mm. I think it's one of their, their real strong suits is not overexposing people. Um, uh, Carmella was backstage and Renee tried to interview her, but Carmella was busy doing it for the grams. Um, and all was steady. Oh, I just hit... The uh, the mic with my cup of tea. Um, Put that down now. So she was doing it for the Grams, and then kind of promo how she was going to uh, beat Asuka at Money in the Bank. What was the last thing you did for the Grams? Uh, well, it would be the Aperol Spritz event. Although I'm mm. not on, I'm not on the Grams. Um, my wife is on the Grams though, um, but I don't know if she did anything for the Grams on that uh, from that event though. Did your that was lady prime par- Grammage? Did your lady partner do anything oh, for the yeah, Grams? Totally. Yeah. She Grams everything. <laughs> she grams the tube journeys. Oh yeah? No, not that bad. But <laughs> she 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 did a thing of her going down the slide. Mm-hmm. What's happening to our clip? Well, it, it, I'm going to put it in tomorrow's news. Okay, okay. Only because okay, I, be I was going to put it on today's, then I realised I'm not doing the news today. So, and it's on my phone, so I'll mm. do it tomorrow. Me and Luke went down the slide together. We certainly did. We uh, uh, we lamed up that entire. It was such a cool hip event that we went to on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. For April split spritz in Old so, Street. What's up with Beefcase? <laughs> and uh, everyone else was like being all cool and trendy and taking pictures on their phone and acting all schmoozy, wearing braces, mm. and we were just not cool enough to be there. Like I I watched all episodes of uh, Queer Eye recently so I'm like man I'm going I'm going to try and do much better so I actually layered when I you know my my outfit that I wore but even then I suddenly thought oh still I'm just not cool enough to be at this place you I mean you had a week of trend behind you they've got a lifetime of trendiness everyone else in that event maybe uh but yeah we we decided to just ride the slide and stink up the joint <laughs> we did we just made the place 
effortlessly uncool. Yes. Um, anyway, so this, we then got the big cast promo where he talked about he was being tall. And then we got a main event of Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair, Lana, Naomi, and Asuka versus Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, The Iconics, and Carmella in a 10-woman tag. Absolution. Oh, absolution. Sorry. It's because I'm, I'm, I'm reading out my notes. I haven't got that in my Sorry. notes yet. Um, my, my first note here is Sonya is really great. Uh, yes, I, really good. She's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I really like her and I really like the Iconics. Actually, I think the SmackDown's got a really great women's division mm. at the moment. And actually, that's really on display here when you've got the, so, you know, your top 10 women. In fact, I say your top 10, all 10 of them in one match. I, I thought it was really cool and it was cool to see. Well, 10 wrestlers for one division is a healthy amount. Yeah. And it's that's quite a, a deep pool of talent they've got there as well. Looking at the two sides of this ring, it really became apparent to me two things. How many baby faces are in the Money in the Bank women's match Alexa is the only heel yeah that's crazy and the other thing is how all the Lana excluded don't really know what she is sometimes she's a heel sometimes she's Russian we don't know but the baby faces are all very good wrestlers like some of the best female wrestlers WWE has Becky Lynch Charlotte Naomi Asuka Asuka who is you know one of the best wrestlers period in the company and then you look at the heel side here on the opposite side of the ring and Mandy Rose, not good. Carmella, I'm not a fan of her in-ring work. The iconic duo, great on promos, but I haven't been impressed by their in-ring no, I like, stuff. I like their in-ring stuff as well. Like I thought they were, be- you know, when they got some actual time to shine in NXT, I thought they were better. Well, their stuff on the main roster so far has been like quite significantly lacking, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, but, uh, so that's like, all the heels aren't very good. And I wrote that down, I was like... Apart from Deville, I really like Sonya yes, Deville. I really like Sonya Deville, and I actually thought this could have been a really fun ten-woman tag team match, but it was hampered by having a commercial break, which they had to stop the action for, and then one of the side-screen promos for Money in the Bank, mm. so they had to stop the action again. So actually, the the match didn't really get going until the final four or five moves, which is when you just start doing big spots. And it's one of those things, again, where I kind of look back at the running order, and I like totally could have just got rid of that cast promo, and it's not like. If without that cast promo, you wouldn't be looking forward to his Money in the Bank match with Daniel Bryan. So you could have just like left that off, given them more time, not put the side screen promo in there, and just let them actually have a match. No, it would have been much better. I will defend the side screen promo. You've you've got a you've got the pay per view this Sunday. I'm not that annoyed by it. But yet yeah, you could drop a needless segment and give them more time overall. So you don't have to come back from commercial break and within 30 seconds do that split screen side promo for Money in the Bank as well. That was really took the pacing out of it. And that wasn't just here. It was, I think they did it in the two other matches in the night, which was really frustrating. Yeah. Uh, Because those were, you know, those were dream. And this is, this is a big fun match. The other two matches were kind of dream matches. Or the other four matches. Yeah. Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura. Shelton Benjamin versus Brian. Samoa Joe versus Rusev. Yep. None of them really and it's TV they should they shouldn't this shouldn't be their big pay-per-view blow off. But there should I think at least be one really fun good wrestling match. I agree. Absolutely agree. And the uh, end of this saw Charlotte doing the moonsault to the outside where she essentially just lands on her own two feet and then uh, the Iconics took out I oh know the uh, Abstitution took out Becky Lynch then Naomi came off and did a big old dive there Carmella got a good near fall on Asuka it looked like she actually was going to get yeah. her pinned I thought they might have a pinner to be honest and then Belana broke that up Asuka got in the Asuka lock and tapped out the women's champion and then and then 
I mean, just in case you were worried that they might get physical and show which one of them is superior mm. heading into Money in the Bank, they all just started hugging each other and were the best of friends. Well, for a moment, they all hugged each other and then they all awkwardly took a step back before, so Asuka was in the middle. But before that, oh, yeah. Naomi and Lana hugged. Mm. Naomi and Lana hugged as if like none of the last few weeks have ever happened. And it's just so frustrating. As I said in the SmackDown review, it just tells me, the audience, don't care about any of this. It doesn't actually matter. Yeah. And it's just... You would never do this for a male feud. No, I just hit the microphone mm, with my Out cup. of fury. <laughs> and it, it really does undermine... And it... I'm not saying it's... <clears throat> I'm not saying it's out-and-out out sexist or misogynist. But it is underlying. Like, it comes from, from a mindset far back in her head. That, oh yeah, these are women, so they're all going to hug at the end. Yeah. And it, sure, male baby faces do it sometimes. I feel like luchadors always do it when they're being booked in WWE and but they're, they're teaming friends. together. Yeah, yeah, you, you're right. And these these are these go these these are all <clears throat> facing each other this weekend. Mm. Like they're they're in a they're in a match against each other. They're meant to be like it's every woman for themselves. They keep putting over on commentary. Yeah. So like, why are they all just like hugging each other here? I totally agree. I was waiting for something to happen. But it isn't. As you said, they then awkwardly got hit their marks and got into position and Asuka was stood in the middle. And then Charlotte looked up the briefcase and the camera panned up. And then the camera cut to Becky Lynch. And then she looked up and the camera panned up with her just to make sure we all know this is all staged and choreographed. And Asuka was stood in the middle going like, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Money in the bank. It's... I, I get I get it. That's a visual. And just like the... the it. If you're watching this out the corner of your eye or it's in the background, you're like, oh, okay, I kind of understand what's happening this weekend. Basically, you know, they, show, don't tell. They told me through visuals. Yeah. And that's what they say. Storytelling's all about showing, not explicitly telling. Exactly. But they do it here in such an asinine, unrealistic way that you can't help but just lose all interest in it being a real thing. Yes. That's it. It, it makes it feel un. It, it makes it feel not real it just mm. makes it feel really fake and phony it makes it feel lame yeah lame is a, is a brilliant word to describe yeah, it. and i thought this was lame and as i said like it just made me it just tells you like i oh, don't care about any of this because it doesn't actually matter yeah it's all a show it's all a show next week like something nothing will have changed really it's just one of them will, might have a briefcase and we're not saying like wrestling should be super realistic all the time like the jim Cornette school of stuff but we are saying that we, we it, when we're watching a movie, we don't want all the all the people who are, are fighting to stop and then hug and then go ooh, but don't worry. Yeah, it, it it takes you out of it a lot. Like the 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 final to go back to Infinity War, the final fight in Infinity War feels like it's a a big deal because at no point does they go like none of this actually matters. So and, and the jokes are paired back a lot. Exactly. Because yes. of that, there are there are moments of levity within there, but the the main thing is like everything that is happening here does matter. Mm. And that I, that's not what I got from the end of this segment where everyone's hugging, including Naomi and Lana. And like, you're meant to hate each other, aren't you? Isn't that your whole deal at the moment? Mm. Why are you hugging? Sorry, I was just thinking about Infinity War. Oh, what, <laughs> what a film though, isn't it? Uh, they're just the, the, the bit in the... It's a perfect way to do comedy without explicitly doing comedy in that end fight sequence. And it's when... Uh, uh, arrives for the first time in the fight mm. and they go I am someone <laughs> <laughs> and, and the other person goes I am someone else I am Steve Rogers <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like 
be- the beautiful character moments. Yeah, it's great. Um, that that's for me. That's the best joke in the movie. Yeah, it probably. Uh, is, I, yeah. I really, really laugh at that one because it's so pure about Steve. Like that's that's what he's all about. He he's so polite, <laughs> <laughs> even amidst all this stuff. Ah, oh, uh, an otherworldly emissary. I am, I am Steve, Steve Rogers. Rogers. <laughs> anyway, so you gave it what? Uh, a smack bang in the middle. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. It's a smack bang in the middle. Yeah, I would, I would go for the same. Um, I mean, you got a little bit annoyed last week, I would certainly say, or not, actually on yesterday's episode, that no one gave you any praise for your poem. Here we go. Apart from my wife, which said uh, she thought it was brilliant. And um, I mean, I don't want to put words in her mouth. It was the best poem she'd ever heard. I mean, that's what I thought. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I I can't think of a better poem. Neither really. can I. Up really. yours, Philip Larkin. Yeah, him mm. and, and other people that have written poems. Sebastian Fox. Well, yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, most I, novelists have. Yeah, I would have thought dabbled. so. I, I mean, I know that he wrote a book oh. because I was meant to do it for my A levels at university and uh, at uh, A levels at school. And I said no thanks because I thought it was a boring book. Got a perfectly good Shaun of the Dead DVD right here. Well, I mean, actually, I read Train Spotting instead. Uh, the book, obviously, not the film, not the novelization of the film. I wrote the I read the actual book. In <laughs> Did they on... even do that? Probably. No. They've done it before for films. Have they? Yeah, totally. A, a, a book that's been adapted into a movie, they've made a book off the movie that was a book. Yeah, because obviously sometimes you make changes. So they do like a novelization of of that. So yeah, that's totally happened in the past. And I guess like The Force Awakens had a novelization and that was an adaptation of A New Hope. <laughs> oh, look at Ollie throwing, oh. the, throwing shade at J.J. Abrams Shade for you, shade for you We know he listens, he's going to be really upset when he hears that Big fan um, Anyway, uh, so the nerd Zen has written to me with an email line that says A poem for Ollie Davis ah. So, yeah, I mean, thank you for sending it to me at the very least I got to read it I loved your poem, I thought it was dark and inspired I am an avid poem reader uh, I, as an avid poem reader, believe you have talent. You even inspired me to write a poem myself. Oh, great. It's called The Tragedy of the Naked Masked Man. Wow. Yes. Now, this is actually quite good. Like, oh, I, yeah, you, I, 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 I thought he might be trying to take the... like Because that title, to me, suggests like it's going to be funny. The Tragedy of the Naked Masked Man sounds to me like vacant with a lucha mask on. Or it sounds like a Flight of the Concord song. Yes. Yes. So here we go. A heart that harkens darkness, drawn to the dominion of the night, whose face is veiled and skin is paled, concealed by the dying light. His machinations for reading, for his soul is filled with spite. Have you been fooled, your senses cooled, the serpent coils before the bite. Tomorrow is promised to no one, for you may only have tonight. Live the mask and reconcile at last the face of true fright. Well, I hope this was a poem as revealing as yours was to me. Please keep writing. I'll be the fifth person to buy your book. Paul Zenz. Oh, that was cool. Yeah. I mean, like, I, it's hard It's hard to sort of analyse stuff when it's not there in front of you. So you've got the, the text as you were reading. I was just trying to listen. Mm. And it's overwhelming. But, like, I, got, I heard Dominion. I heard Mask. I don't know, Mike. Is, is, there, a, is there a wrestling... Are we missing, like, is this about El Desperado? <laughs> or Naito? 
I, I don't know. And I'll be honest, I mean, I've just archived the email, so I need, I need to find it again. I, and, I, and, and, and the heart of Harkin's darkness. I feel like there's something, it should be a clue in there. Where's Stranger Things? That's Hawkins. Hawkins. Uh, I mean, it's probably just, uh, it's not related to any, any pop culture. Maybe Harkins is a popular poet. But is overshadowed because he sounds a bit like Larkin, mm. and everyone always points to him. I only actually know the name Philip Philip Larkin. Mm-hmm. I only know that name through Ellis and John's podcast, the uh, their radio show podcast, uh, their Radio X uh, podcast. They f you up, your mum and dad. Well, I mean, I, I just, poems were never that attractive to me uh, while I was at school. Never really, I, I could, I struggled to analyse poems. Like I liked yours because mm. it sounded nice. But you can't really write that in an A-level essay. Like it's just not. It's just not. It's it's not cricket. That's the problem with with poetry is that most people are introduced to it purely from a dissect this, write an essay on it thing. So it does sap a lot of the enjoyment out of it. Like we didn't get into wrestling by approaching it with this super critique mind right off the bat. No, we got into because uh, the rock was funny. Yeah, exactly. And then we then that comes later. Uh, yeah, I mean, but people who say they don't like poetry is akin to saying, oh, I just don't like movies. And un- unless you're Michael Owen, <laughs> he might not like poetry. You just either. haven't found the right part. I-, I love war poetry. Did you mm. ever do that as a? I think we might have done. I can't tell you a single thing that we we we. I can't tell you a poem we read, but I do because uh, we did a lot of like World War One oh, stuff that's, that's and the like good stuff and like for our A level English literature. That's I bleak. should have done English language. Mm. I'm such an idiot. I just I just didn't know the difference that I just did English lit. Thinking that was what I think that would get me to do loads of creative writing. Yeah, should have done English language. That's where you get to do the creative writing. I'm mm. such an idiot, and I was in a class with a kid that bullied me because he was an idiot. All the bads. Or oh, it was bad. And Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, which I, I but you know I got around that by not reading it, and <laughs> you know so that was fine, and I still passed the exam. So and I, you know, really, I think that says a lot about The Handmaid's Tale more than it does me. In that you can just write an entire A-level quality essay and get a passing grade of a C. It's and pretty high. It was pretty high without without with only reading the first chapter. Yeah, and it also says a lot about the school system and how it's made redundant. <laughs> uh, the so sorry, what's the name of the fellow who wrote that in, or the, um, or the lady? Paul Zenz. Paul Zenz, and a great surname as well. Well, uh, well, that's awesome. I kind of want more people to send in poetry. And as great as that was, this is a wrestling podcast. If you can do super good, vague, obscure poetry, and we try and figure out what wrestler or what storyline it's about. Oh, so it's like when you like when you badly describe a the plot of a film and you have to yeah, try and yeah. work out like the what the film they're be talking about. Over eloquently describing. Like imagine all the like the source of material you can work with. Mm. Like the hate between Steen and Generico. Yeah, you talk or, about like feuds at certain angles and things like that. Or yeah. like Kane and how he must have felt in his early years. I mean we've got uh, Journey into Darkness, the novelization of Kane's early years, so we not not needed that one. Yes. But yeah, yeah. I mean I'm all for that. I am all for that, mate. I'm all, I am all in nice. on that idea. More in. More uh, in. Have you got any more correspondence? Because I'll do some reviews. Uh, I think that nurse or business emails. I think I've, that's all I've got. That's all I've got for today. And then I've got an email from you about Money in the Bank predictions. So just just one for me. Just just one bit of correspondence. Just, just one point. bit of correspondence. Even though, and we know a lot of people listen to this podcast, even though a large number of people listen to that episode, 
no one felt the need to did you get any tweets i think i got one tweet and i hearted it but i'm <laughs> i'm concerned it was from the same person <laughs> i'm not fishing but it's 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 nice yeah. to get a, a bite on but hey own. man like that guy said that he'd buy your book as well so you, that's now multiple copies sold mm. and i'll be honest having as someone who has had a book published and had their first check come through you're about halfway there well itunes reviews i've got a my my penultimate uh creative writing course thing tonight so i'm very you know how it goes well you can hear about that on the um saturday show or pop it on well i know but we're gonna do like we're gonna do bonus episodes in between then because mm. we've got to do Money in the Bank predictions and NXT predictions which will probably have their own intros and outros oh jeez yeah. it's podcaster mania kings of consistency writes pickled dill I have been a fan of the YouTube channel for some time now I just recently in the last couple of months became a pod swafter nice and I love it watching a YouTube video while driving is harder <laughs> than the ring apron oh, oh lovely that's, that's excellent and more dangerous than Ken Shamrock so thank you guys for making my drive consistently entertaining and safe Love thanks swath nation nice that is a great itunes thank review. you pickled dill uh and from Araka six this is a uh, this is possibly even better oh yeah just fine <laughs> this wrestling podcast is just fine yes what would make it better if oliver davis also says he loves us too thanks luke so you say that at the end of I all do, the episodes. because I love every single person that listens to this podcast. We, even the people that hate me, of which there are numerous. We uh, do read out everyone's uh, five-star, that's the important part, iTunes reviews. So please do head over to did, iTunes did and leave get, us a did, review. We didn't give him a round of applause. Thank you, Aurora. Thank you very much. And you get a cheap pop like we just did there. And of course... The more people who write reviews on positive ones, the higher up this podcast goes in the search rankings for iTunes for wrestling. So you'll help us out. And you've got to tell your friends to subscribe as well because the a big surge of subscriber numbers will also help push us up the iTunes charts and help us take over the likes of Pritchard and Jericho and Austin and um, some other wrestling-related podcasts, of which I'm not going to give a cheap plug to mm. on this show. Yeah, so spread the swaft word. Yeah, And uh, off the back of our orca's review, I love you. Oh, lovely. Uh, and we will see you tomorrow for money in the... No, for NXT predictions. And then we'll see you on Friday for money in the bank predictions. And then we're going to see you on Saturday. Crikey, listen, listen to this. On Saturday for the magazine show. Then on Sunday for the NXT review show. And then on Monday for money in the bank. Tuesday Raw, Wednesday Smackdown. You are going to get a whole seven days of podcasts from us. You'll be sick of hearing from us. But until then, I love you. Goodbye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. 
Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.